Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Recover with Carly podcast. Today is such a special episode. I'm here with my friend Erica, who it's funny, we were just talking how this has been a long time coming. We did a live together on Instagram like two years ago around COVID time, I think. It was like yeah, the next yeah. of COVID. <laughs> And it feels like forever ago. And after that, we were, I was like, oh, you have to come on my podcast. It would be so amazing. And then it just, we obviously are both very busy and it never worked out. But finally, here we are today and Erica is here and I'm so excited to chat with her. Honestly, kind of more excited now because I feel like so much has happened in your life since then that yeah, we can talk lots about it. a lot yeah lots have happened <laughs> um so welcome erica thank you so much for being here thank you yeah it's a long time coming but you know life happens but here we are i'm very excited i'm so excited um so for anyone listening who maybe isn't familiar with who you are do you mind just giving a little intro of who you are and yeah. kind of what you do Hi, everyone. So uh, my name is Erica Priscilla. I create comedy content on both Instagram and TikTok. Um, Just relatable stuff, um, everyday everyday things uh, that we're all thinking. I kind of just put it into content. um, And yeah, I just I love making people laugh for a living. So yeah. Yes. And I love it. It's like I look forward to it every day. And I even remember when I started following you during COVID. And I was like, oh, I fucking love this woman. And she's so funny. So long ago. Like, it's actually insane. Like, I remember our, our like, IG live and everything. Oh, my God. It's just so crazy. Like, COVID really, really flipped the script yes. on everything. And, yeah, yeah it, feels, it feels, like, so long ago. But, yeah, yeah. here we are. Lots yeah. of change. Feels so long ago. I remember like the first one of the first videos. I think that I might have duetted of yours, and it was like a it was like your oh Zumba. I remember. I think it was the right. It was the Zumba instructor. Zumba instructor, yes. Wild. Wild. I remember that. And I think so. that that recently came up on like my memories or something, and I was like, oh my god, that feels like literally ten years ago. Roll back Thursday. Yeah. So So funny. So funny. Well, I'm so excited that you're here and I'm so excited to talk about some of these characters that you portray online and going viral and navigating like mental health online. Um, Because I've had, you know, a couple people on the podcast who kind of went viral overnight um, or very quickly. And I feel like all of them have mentioned the difficulty in navigating like their mental health in that space when it all happens so quickly and you know, you're, you're navigating all that. So I want to talk about that a little bit as we go through today's episode. Um, but before we do that, I am curious, has comedy been something that you have done or had, had a passion for, for like most of your life? Or has this been like a new thing for you? Yeah. I mean, I definitely grew up like always watching comedy, like Jim Carrey, Mike Myers, like Austin Powers. Like I was always a huge, huge fan of comedy. I never ever looked at myself though, like a comedian. Um, I always just was kind of like the funny person. I just had like a good personality. Like to me, I was just like, oh, I'm just, 
I'm not like a funny person. I just have like a good personality. But um, I tried to jump on Vine when that was a thing mm. back in the day. And then that nothing happened there. And then on YouTube, I was like, you know what? Let me just try posting funny like clothing hauls on there. Nothing happened there either. So it kind of, um, I don't know, nothing came you know, nothing came of it mm-hmm. until TikTok. So that's kind of when I started taking it a little more seriously. I'm like, oh, like people think I'm funny. Like for real, for real, like let's do it. So yeah, once I started reaching like a big like audience, um, I I started to take it more seriously. So mm-hmm. yeah, a lot of people always ask me, they're like, do you do stand up? I'm like, I actually have the worst stage fright. Like I will throw up and fart up there if I was like, I want to be, I want to do it one day. I will build up the courage one day, but it's, it's definitely a dream of mine to do that, but we'll get there soon. I just, I have to overcome that fear a hundred percent. Yes. Yeah. I feel like that's, I've heard that several times from people who are, who do comedy online, who are like, the thought of stand up literally makes me want to shit myself. Like there's like, there, there is that fear of like being on stage. So I'm like, I don't know if it's just like this, like our generation where it feels a lot easier to do it like in front of a camera and you can, you know, like it feels like there's kind of a wall between you and the audience the audience whereas like yeah. with stand up there literally is not and you are just yeah you're getting you're just you're getting a lot of feedback from people yeah. you know so it's like if your jokes aren't hitting then it's just discouraging and i don't know i i feel like it's easy to get in your head yeah. um when it's like yeah. live rather mm-hmm. than just like making a video in my the comfort of my own home and like editing it the way that yeah. i want you mm-hmm. know but, and if um, it doesn't hit, you can delete it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, you know what? Maybe I won't post that. Maybe that I just way. won't post that. Yeah. yeah, but it's it's. I don't know. It's just the thought of it is so scary getting up there in front of strangers. But I'm like, maybe one day I'll be like popping enough to like just have my own show. That way, I'm like relying on the audience. I'm like, guys, you came, you like me already, so please just laugh. Yes. Yes. No, I love that. I think that's a great goal to work towards. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll get there one day soon. Yes, yes, definitely. Um, so was the content that you were po- trying to post on Vine and YouTube similar to what you were posting on TikTok or was it different? And is that why you feel like it was successful or do you feel like it was just like the timing of TikTok and all of that? Yeah, I think I I definitely always... Um, posted content that was funny like it had again like going back to YouTube which was like a couple of years ago I was mm-hmm. posting clothing hauls and makeup tutorials um but in a funny way like incorporating my personality and making like funny edits in there and um if you watch my stuff now that's not I mean I still do similar things like that but um it's not so heavy on like just strictly clothing haul mm-hmm. or like a makeup mm-hmm. tutorial I'm kind of all over the place now, but yeah, yeah I, I definitely was trying to make, it always revolved around comedy and just mm-hmm. making someone laugh. Mm-hmm. What was the first video of yours that went viral on TikTok? Um, it was the, it was a video of my husband and I, and okay. So when I downloaded TikTok, just like everyone else, like yeah. 
I thought it was just like a dancing app. Like I really did not realize that there was a space for comedy on there. So, and prank couples. So I know that that's like a huge thing on TikTok, on, on social media in general. And so the first video that I posted that went viral was of my, I was just trying to prank my husband. Like I just propped up my phone and laid on the ground and I just wanted to see what his reaction was. And he walked in and it turned into like another storyline because I accidentally left butter in the microwave. So it just like turned. Yeah. So it just turned into like this whole other thing. Like I kind of, he also, I don't know, like the prank went wrong in a way and I saw how viral it went and it just like completely changed my mindset. I was like, oh, you can go viral. Like not this easy, but kind of in a way it it was kind of easy to just go viral overnight. So I definitely took that and ran with it. I was like, I am not going to not do this now. Like I saw the potential. I'm going to go for it. Yes. I, now I, now that you describe it, I do remember that video. It was so stupid. I remember it just being like, so authentic because you on one hand are like trying to do this prank but then like scott is like plot twist like you (laughs) why is this butter in the microphone (laughs) yeah it was it was such a silly video but i think it went viral because um prank couples are like just such a big thing on on social media um so yeah, I continued just <laughs> making funny videos and I just took the opportunity just right with it. I love that. I love that. So funny. Um, so one of your like most popular kind of characters, I guess like t- two that come to mind for me, but um, the first one I think is Kelsey. Um, yes. Where did Kelsey, where did like the idea of Kelsey come from? Yeah. So Kelsey is um, my influencer parody character. Um, and I mean, we're, we all see the influencers. We know them. I am one, you are one, you know, it's like, it's just the world we're living in now. And, um, Kelsey was just a way to kind of poke fun at it. And, you know, there's just like repetitive words and phrases that we all kind of say. And yeah, it was, it was just a way to kind of poke fun at influencers and it really resonated with a lot of people because, um, yeah, it was just like pointing at the like craziness of the influencer yeah. world. Mm-hmm. Um, but getting into mental health, let's jump right in, right? <laughs> I um, I went viral with Kelsey like a lot earlier on to my TikTok career, and I at one point kind of started stepping away from from Kelsey because there was this one time where I was at a mall and someone had recognized me and they came up to me and they're like, I love your videos. I love Kelsey, which is so flattering, like obviously, but he was like, can you make the Kelsey face? Like while we were taking a selfie and obviously I did it. And, but afterwards I kind of felt like, I don't know, like I felt like it wasn't me like he was coming Mm -hmm. up to me for my character and Mm -hmm. I don't know it kind of took like a little mental toll on me I was like Mm -hmm. I grew up watching like Miranda Sings and like Mm -hmm. you know and I've seen how successful a career can be based off of like one character but 
I just don't want to lose myself in my characters and only be known for specific characters mm-hmm. that I do. Like I, I really want to be known for like being myself. And so for a really long time, I kind of stopped posting Kelsey videos and I would get questions all the time. Like, where's Kelsey? Where's Kelsey? Where's Kelsey? And at one point I felt like I was almost like resenting her a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like I'm kind of getting over that hump. I just recently posted a, a Kelsey video um, like last week or something. And um, yeah, I don't know. It kind of took like a little mental toll on me. And I was like, I just don't want to be just solely known for my characters. There's so much mm-hmm. more to me than mm-hmm. just them. But it's also like, I, I'm trying to look at the brighter side of it. And it's like, mm-hmm. it's just still so flattering that anyone like finds even one of my characters like relatable or funny in a way. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's definitely something that I was going through recently that I feel like I'm kind of over get, getting over that hump. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think that's so valid. I think that it can be easy to to feel like people are expecting one specific like version of you all the time. Yeah. And like you like always have to be in that character and you're like, but this character isn't me per se. Like there's this other aspect of me as well that you want to be able to like show up and be without people asking you like, where's Kelsey? Like we want Kelsey, you know, it's like that would be that would be incredibly frustrating on, you know, like I almost felt like a little puppet and I was like, I just don't like, I don't want to be like put on the spot like that. Like, oh my God, do a Kelsey impression or like do the Kelsey face, which like, like I I understand and I get it and I, and I do do it. And it's, I know it comes from a good place when people are asking. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's like a really hard, like weird thing to navigate through because yeah, you want to be known for like being yourself and not kind of like Mm -hmm. corner yourself. But Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's all love. Like it's all like very flattering and and nice to hear that people like my characters in general, you know, like I Mm -hmm. need to be just grateful for that. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so Kelsey is not fully dead. I posted a video recently. I will continue to. Um, But yeah, that's, that's my whole little spiel on, um, on Kelsey. Yeah. I mean, do you feel like that's something that you would like bring up to your community? Like, do you feel like you would maybe on Instagram or TikTok, like share with them that? Yeah. So I not, I actually just posted, um, like a week or two ago, I did like a cute, like I posted a question box Mm -hmm. on my Instagram story, just asking people to like, ask me questions and I'll get, do like a little get ready with me while answering some of the questions and um I recorded that I still have to edit it but that was one of the questions so like Mm -hmm. where's Kelsey and I kind of opened up a little bit about it because I kind of I see the comments all the time and I kind of ignored it um and I feel that I do owe people kind of like a little explanation like people are always asking about her and yeah so I definitely I'm I'm gonna edit that and, Mm -hmm. and post that soon so they'll get um some kind of answer mm-hmm. and they'll listen to this podcast as well and yeah. hear my answer there. So yes, yes, exactly. No. Yeah. I just, the reason I ask is cause I'm, I'm like curious if you thought that that would, if that would free up that space for you and like having to navigate those questions all the time, obviously like answering the question one time doesn't eliminate the questions forever. Cause there's going to be people right. who are just, going to keep asking but 
yeah, I think that, I think that that's a very healthy boundary to set for yourself. And did you notice that same thing with your other characters, like Aunt Tammy? I know that Aunt Tammy's like a big one. Yeah. So, um, Auntie Tammy is, um, (laughs) is like a a chef character. Mm -hmm. Um, she's chaotic. She's Southern. She's funny. Um, and she's like a potty mouth. She is, she's not, I think as, as known as Kelsey. So I don't get that many questions regarding her. Like I'll get a few here and there. Like where's the next Auntie Tammy video? It just, it also takes so much energy. Like, I don't want to sound like I'm like complaining, but you really have to be like on for these characters. And sometimes I'm like, I don't have it in me today to do it. Um, so, but no, I don't, I don't really feel that towards Auntie Tammy. I think it's kind of more Kelsey just because she's more known, but Mm -hmm. I, I am good at parody characters and I kind of, I feel like I have to kind of just like own that and go Mm -hmm. with it and continue and just get over that like Mm -hmm. mentality that I have about like cornering myself and Mm -hmm. just only being known for like one thing you know Mm -hmm. yeah definitely do you feel like kind of going back to boundaries do you feel like boundaries have been uh hard for you do you feel like they've been essential for you what has your kind of relationship with boundaries and like your community looked like yeah. Okay. I love the Stanley cup. I'll take a sip of mine as well. Yes. Drink break. This is also a Stanley dupe. <laughs> Ooh, dupe. It looks exactly like it. It's fine. Stanley dupe. Yeah. Stanley dupe. And I got my um, mom for Mother's Day because she was like, oh, I want a Stanley. And I was like, well, I just got this amazing dupe that I love. That's also like a third of the price. And, um, and it's the same thing. It holds water. So that's all exactly. you need. And she goes, do you know if and after she got it and was like using it for a couple of days, she goes, do you know if this has like the, the a different lid? She's like, cause the straw is going to give me wrinkles. <laughs> oh my God. That is hilarious. She's not wrong though. She's I was not like, wrong. Okay. Apparently you know, that's a thing. You told me that ahead of time because no, those don't make different lids. <laughs> so you're going to have sorry, to cut mom. <laughs> Physically take off the lid. It just yeah. said that from there. <laughs> I love it though. But um, going back to your question, sorry, I just, I saw the standing up. So I was like, um, boundaries. Yeah. I feel like I have a lot of those. I don't really like, I have a lot of friends that I've met um, in this influencing world that really are just so hard on themselves about like posting enough and like, oh, I have to post twice a day or I have to share this with my audience. And I am, I don't really struggle with that. Like, I feel Mm -hmm. like I did a really good job um, of, okay, let me rewind really quick because I think that the reason I have that outlook on boundaries is because I didn't really, I feel like I gradually grew my audience. Like at one point I did like pop off and it was like a really big, you know, leap and Mm -hmm. um, it was a big change, but I feel like I kind of slowed down and I kind of just like gradually like started, like kept growing. Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas people that kind of like go viral and like skyrocket overnight, I feel like they definitely feel that pressure more because they want to keep up with these numbers and their audience and, and how Mm -hmm. big their platform is getting. And so for me, I think I'm grateful every day that 
I kind of had a gradual like growing on on social media. So that's why I feel like it's easy for me to like set boundaries. I'm like, if I'm not feeling like making a video today, I'm not going to make a video. Like Mm -hmm. I, I don't hold myself to such like pressure about that. And Mm -hmm. especially like with sharing things like online, like I, I say this all the time. I value my privacy so much, like so Mm -hmm. much. And I feel like people that let their, and obviously do you boo, like anyone can do whatever they want with their platforms. But for me, at least like, I don't like to overshare things about certain parts of my life because I feel like that gives people online the opportunity to put their two cents in or to say whatever they have to do. And it could be really hurtful sometimes. And, um, and that is like a really weird it's a really weird relationship that we have as content creators with our audience where sometimes people just feel that they know you and can say things and it'll get to you. It'll get to you. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and so I, I feel like I kind of protect myself and um, I, I will share whatever I want to share, but I definitely don't feel that I overshare for that reason because I'm like, mm-hmm. I just, if one, I'm a sensitive person. Like if one person says something, I'm just going to be thinking about it all day. And so I kind of just protect myself with that. So mm-hmm. yeah, I feel, I feel like I am lucky to have that. I know a lot of my friends struggle with that and mm-hmm. boundaries um, with their audience. Definitely. Yeah. I think that it's really easy to almost like put your worth into like how much content you can create. And I feel like a lot of people, at least people that I've talked to, struggle with finding that balance of like, okay, I'm, you know, being quote unquote productive and like creating content, but also like there's still this boundary of like, I need to be able to say like, I don't need to create anything today or I don't need to post anything today. And that's totally fine. And I think that's the same for people who consume content, not necessarily just people who create content, but also people who consume it. So it's like being able to set that boundary where you're, where you're finding yourself having a negative mental kind of response to stuff that you're seeing online and being able to kind of say, okay, I need to step back. I need to take a break. I need like a day to like not go on TikTok or to not go on Instagram and to just like allow myself that space to have that kind of boundary and downtime. Um, I definitely think it goes both ways in terms of posting, but also, you know, that being able to say like, I don't need to consume anything right now (laughs) online. Right. Exactly. I need to take that advice too, as a consumer. Um, Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's, it's, it's all about balance. Yeah. And it's hard. Like, it's so hard when everything feels so easy and, like, right at our fingertips. I know. And when I feel like that – I this comes up with a lot of my clients in terms of, like, coping skills. Like, a lot of my clients will – if they just want to turn off their brain, they just want to, like, relax, their first thing is to just, like, go on social media and to just, like, scroll TikTok. And I do that. Like, I – use that as like a coping skill sometimes if I just want to just lay and scroll and not think about anything. Um, But I think that sometimes 
it can become almost like a toxic relationship where that's like automatically what you do anytime you like don't know what to do or you have downtime your automatic thing is to like lay down and turn on and like go onto your phone and like scroll TikTok or Instagram and I'm like asking them like are there other things you want to be doing they're like yeah I just don't have time and I'm like okay let's look at the time that you're spending on Um, let's just take you back and listen to what you're saying. Yeah, let's just it's, rewind it's, what you just said about how it's, just, you know, it's so easy. Like, I feel yes, like it yes. just, it's so easy and it's, oh God, it's, it's a struggle mm-hmm. with, with everyone. We, I think we can yeah. all relate to that. And yeah, yeah, it's, it's definitely something that I need to fix as well. Maybe just like setting a time to just like stop yeah. scrolling. Yeah. Yeah. Or just like, I know for me and like some other people that I've talked to, they're also like a nighttime, like they're trying to yeah, at, at night after a certain time. I am so bad at this because I will literally get in bed and I will just scroll TikTok and then I'm like, oh, it's 1am and I've been yeah. like here for two hours and it just, it just sucks you right in. It's so... Yeah. It's so scary. Like, what did people do before, like, iPhones? For real. Exactly. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, did you guys, like, read or? <laughs> did you... Yeah. I'm like, I have some books here. Like, maybe I should open them one day. Yeah. 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 That's the thing I've been trying to do. Like, I'm like, okay, what if I try and, like, put my phone down and read at night? But then my. Just, it's so bad. My attention span is so short. So I'll start reading and I read like two sentences and I'm like, fuck this. This is too slow. I'm not rereading the same sentence. I'm like, why can't I get past this one sentence? Um, It's it's so funny. Aaron, my partner, he is like super intelligent, but he can read a book so fast. And it's so crazy to like watch his eyes. Like his eyes just move so fast down a page and hours is like this yes I'm like I started a new book and like a month later he'll be like how was that book how was that book that you started and I'm like oh I'm actually like on page four still (laughs) he's like all right babe Um, okay maybe we should invest in like audiobooks or something (laughs) yeah yeah see even even that there's a solution to everything exactly exactly um, but yeah, totally understand those boundaries are so important. And I think like we all could use a little bit of our own advice in terms of just trying to, you know, set those boundaries for ourselves or even just like implementing boundaries for our community and our followers. And, you know, there's, I always tell people, I'm like, there's so many benefits to boundaries and I love that. We gotta, we gotta set them or else we're gonna be like our brain is just gonna be so unhappy. <laughs> yeah, I totally I see that. I like that. 100%. So speaking of brain and like mental health, and I know you had shared this briefly with Kelsey and navigating that space, but just in general, like have you noticed any difficult parts of navigating the online space in terms of your mental health or like you mentioned that you are sensitive and sometimes comments like get to you like how do you navigate through those spaces because obviously that those are inevitable and there's a lot that's like out of your control in terms of what people say and what people comment right 
Um, I think that the comments, um, I don't want to jinx myself, but unless I'm just missing them or TikTok and Instagram is just like filtering them out, I don't think I get a lot of negative comments. Like it'll be, it's like a here and there kind of, kind of thing, um, where someone will say something and then I will spiral for a week, Mm -hmm. um, as we all do. And, um, but I try, it's so bad. Like I will post something and I will check out some of the comments at first and I'll just do like a quick scroll just because I feel like I've trained my brain to kind of like just skim through comments in case you, you see a negative one, you know, Mm -hmm. like I, I kind of am like, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's like a little coping thing that I do. I'm just like, let me just do a quick scan and then that's it. Because if I see one, I will spiral. Um, but as far as just like online in general, I think that a big thing is kind of like comparing myself to Mm. other creators that started around the same time as I did. And I am, I'm really, I think I'm comfortable in my own skin. Like I don't, I'm into, I'm insecure in some aspects as everyone is. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's, it's so hard not to compare yourself to your peers and people that, um, you know, are growing and getting these opportunities and you Mm -hmm. kind of just question like, well, okay. Like I kind of started the same time as that person did. Like, why don't I have those opportunities and whatever? But, um, I think that I, again, I've been just training my brain, Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, to kind of just like, just be happy with the road that I'm on. And, you know, those opportunities aren't meant for me. There's something bigger down the road. Um, but yeah, I think, I think that's like a, a, a big challenge that all content creators kind of have because mm-hmm. even, even the ones that have humongous opportunities and, you know, once in a lifetime opportunities, they're still comparing themselves mm-hmm. to other people, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like an ongoing, no one's ever satisfied, Um, with anything I feel. And, um, but it's, it's so important to kind of just like sit with reality and be present and just be happy about where you are now today Mm -hmm. and stop worrying so much about like the future and other people in general, you know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I love that. I think that's something that I definitely relate to. I think it's just it's unfortunately just like inevitable in the space, especially when there are like niches and you find your niche and your people, like your the other people, the other content creators who create similar content to you, whether it's like other therapists or other like eating disorder survivors, anything like that for me. And I think that when I see these amazing opportunities they're having, whether it's like speaking engagements or this massive growth that they're having online, it's so easy to be like, well, what the fuck am I doing wrong? Like, why, why am I not getting that same opportunity? And I think even if you don't, so even for anyone listening who isn't necessarily like a content creator or doesn't have a large platform online, I think this applies to all of us because whether it's like, just in your day job, like your day to day nine to five, right? always with friends, exactly with family members, siblings, right? Yeah. I think there's yeah. always a sense of like comparison regarding, well, 
my sister, when she was my age, she had already done this, this, and this. And now I'm her age and I haven't done those things. Or this coworker just started and they're already getting this, this, and this. And I've been here this long and I'm not getting that. So I think that it can be so easy to almost sabotage, self-sabotage for ourselves when Mm -hmm. we allow ourselves to like exist in that space of comparison. And I also think that it's like for anyone listening that is like, it's perfectly normal. I think it's in all of us to have that natural, like Mm -hmm. comparing yourself to others. I think that's perfectly normal. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's, it's a matter of like not acting on it because Mm -hmm. I've met some people that are, that act on, on those feelings. And it just turns you really, it turns really ugly, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And I just, I feel like it's just normal to yeah. compare yourself. Um, but it's, it's also just important to not like act on those things because yeah. it's like, we're, we're all in this together at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Like we don't mm-hmm. have to be like an asshole to each other, yeah. um, because yeah. we're jealous or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's a comparing game. I don't I don't know if that'll ever fade, but yeah. we'll yeah. see. And I also think it's like also like how long you allow yourself to sit in that, like being mm-hmm. able to have ways to navigate out of it, I think is really helpful, whether that's just with like reminders or affirmations or like reflecting back on the things that you have accomplished and focusing on being yeah. proud of those things, because I think that when we when we're constantly in that state of comparison it almost takes the joy out of like what we're doing and then you're like well I've lost the whole my whole purpose as to why I started doing this and now I'm only doing it because I'm trying to like catch up or or pass someone else who is in the field as well so it's like I feel like it definitely can take the joy out of what you're doing. I totally agree. It's like, uh, we just have to focus on being happy in the present and just Mm -hmm. stop worrying about like what's next. You know, I feel like all like me as a content creator, even like I'm guilty of that. Like if a Mm -hmm. video goes viral or something, I'm like, I'm not happy. Like I'm happy that it went viral, but then I'm like, okay, what can I do to like keep going or like what, you know what I mean? It's like, bro, just be happy with what you have now and like stop worrying about what's next. Like what's acknowledge next? and be happy with what you have now. Yeah, 100%. Definitely. I think that's a really great reminder for everyone is trying to really just like be be happy with kind of what you have. Obviously, understanding that it's amazing to have goals and have things that you're working towards. Yeah. But finding that balance between like, how do you work towards your goals in a healthy way while still acknowledging that you have accomplished things and not dismissing everything else that you've accomplished because you're trying to get to this other goal or this other point. 100%. One other question that I wanted to ask when you were mentioning Kelsey was I'm curious if you, and this kind of has to do with mental health as well. I'm curious if you had received any like negative, like any negative backlash from other influencers or anyone who like took it personal when you were posting videos of Kelsey. I'm curious to hear that. I did. I did. Um, Some people just, 
don't know how to take a joke, you know, like comedians <laughs> joke, comedians joke all the time about like yes. every profession, every single person, you know, and um, I definitely did get some negative comments at first. I kind of, again, just like filtered those out. Yeah. Um, and I did notice some people kind of like friends, even like kind of pulling away that were influencers mm-hmm. that might've taken it personally. Mm-hmm. And in, in my brain, like I'm an asshole. So I'm like, I'm like, all right, like if the shoe fits, like, you know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm not even making fun of anyone particularly because yeah. a huge thing in the beginning too, where people were trying to like find who I was impersonating. And I'm like, no guys, like, and then there were so many people that people were like tagging. They're like, oh my God, you're making fun of this person. Oh my God, you're making fun of, I'm like, I'm actually not. But the fact that you have all of these people that you're, you know, that you're tagging, that's, that's the joke. You yeah. know, it's that yeah. we, they all look the same. We all look the same. I mean, I, when I was transitioning into doing content full time and becoming an influencer, I got so many comments of people like, well, you were making fun of influencers and now you're a fucking influencer. I'm like, <laughs> I know, I know, but yeah, anyone can take anything personal, but yeah, yeah, I mean, I definitely, I definitely saw that on my end a hundred percent, but what am I going to do? You know, people, I people mean, make fun of everything. Yeah. yeah. I feel like that's, yeah, I, I, I feel like that's just inevitable. Like it's bound to happen no matter, even if it's like someone who relates to Auntie Tammy, it's like, I'm someone to yeah. get pissed about you impersonating like a Southern woman. With, like, exactly. I'm like, you know what? Someone's going to get mad at something. And I think as yeah. a comedian too, you kind of just have to like expect that. Excuse me. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, expect that. So I did. I did um, yeah. get some backlash from there, but you know what? Yeah. It's also I, very harmless. Like it's not It's very harmless and also it's like you're an adult girl. Like I, I don't know what to tell you. Like if you're really getting offended by this, then just scroll away and don't yeah. ever look at my content ever again, you know, yeah. but just know that it's not a direct shot at you. Like people yeah. just need to laugh at themselves. I say that all the mm-hmm. time. I'm like people take themselves so seriously like so seriously like, I've met some people I'm like girl like wake up bitch like holy shit like who am I fucking talking to right now you know it's like yeah. people take themselves so seriously and it's like if if this joke is gonna really like if it grinds your gears that much then mm-hmm. that's a new problem like I can't be in charge of everyone's feelings here it's just a, it's just a funny harmless joke yeah yeah and I think that that's like it's usually like a representation of like insecurities that someone is feeling. It's like there's, there's, you know, usually going to be something deeper that they're navigating in terms of like, maybe they do feel insecure about the way that they show up. And maybe it is like a, Hey guys, like, like, you know, type of thing. I even do that myself naturally. And I'm like, wait, am I being Kelsey or am I being my fucking self now? Because yeah. Yeah. I feel like I even will film something and then I'll be like, nope, nope, nope. I need to go back and redo this because it is like the epitome of pure, like trying to promote a product, influencer oh culture. <laughs> so it's so bad, but you know, we're all, we all do it. We're all victims of it. Yes. Yes, definitely. 100%. And like the verbiage, it's almost like I, I, compare it to like MLMs, like people who promote yeah. MLMs. 
it's like all the same. Like we really are all the same. It's a beautiful yeah. thing, actually. Yeah. You think it's about just like a life. giant pyramid scheme. Life is just like a giant pyramid scheme, and we're just like in there somewhere trying to promote yep. products that we like. But we're all using the same language, and we're all using the same tone of voice. It really is. It's kind of culty a little bit. Yeah. Very culty. Yeah, definitely. Um. But yeah, that was something that came up that I wanted to ask because I was curious if there was any like backlash that came from that. Mm-hmm. And I assumed like obviously that's just mm-hmm. comes with the territory, but um, I'm happy to hear that that's not something that's like holding you back or making you feel like you can't yeah. continue doing Kelsey or doing those characters. No, no. Yeah, it's definitely it's more of a me thing. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, definitely. I think everyone's going to get some negative feedback. Yeah. 100%. Um, Okay. So to wrap things up, I'm curious if you have a piece of advice, I like to end every episode with like a piece of advice or like an affirmation or something like that, but a piece of advice that you would give listeners who like want to make the videos, who want to like show up online who maybe don't have a platform, but just want to like start filming funny things and posting funny things, but they're like afraid to start doing it. Um, I think it kind of goes back to like the comparison we were just talking about, like making sure you're not comparing yourself to others and just like doing it. But what piece of advice? It's um, like I, for example, when I I started posting, I was still working like a full-time corporate job. And I was like, Mm -hmm. if my coworkers find me online doing this, which they did, Mm -hmm. I am going to be so embarrassed. And I would always think of like my family or my friends, like thinking I'm cringy online. But Mm -hmm. you kind of just have to overcome that and post whatever you feel is authentic to you. And Mm -hmm. Um, at the end of the day, I, I always say this, like the only people whose opinion matters to me are like my parents and like people that actually know me. Mm -hmm. So don't feel discouraged if you get a negative comment or someone in your life, like is low key hating and like Mm -hmm. making, you know, a comment. The only, you know, yourself more than all of these people do. So just do what's authentic to you, post whatever makes you happy and, once you make someone's day, like a stranger's day, I'm telling you, it's like, it's just such a great feeling. Mm -hmm. It'll make you keep going. So yeah, don't, don't, yeah, don't, don't worry about anyone else's judgment. Just do you boo. Yes, 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 yes. I love that. And I think that, again, I think that applies for people who are just existing in their day-to-day life. Like anyone who feels like they have to, be a specific version of themselves around other people or people that are like, oh, I love comedy, but I'm afraid people don't think I'm funny. And it's like, whether you're trying to like post a video online or you just want to show up as yourself in person, um, I think being able to just be your authentic self and understanding that the people who love you will accept you for who you are. And And the world is so big. The world is so big. There's so many of us here. Like, mm-hmm. if you're not someone's cup of tea, like, some you will be someone else's, you know? Yeah. yeah. So you will find your audience. Yes. Or they'll yes. find you. Yeah. And it's just not realistic to expect yourself to be liked by everyone. Like, you're just, exactly. you're not going to be 
Like there's, that's literally just, it's not realistic. Doesn't matter how beautiful you are, how successful you are. Like not like there's always going to be a handful of people or two handfuls of people or however many people who don't like you. And that's fine. I think it's, Yeah. yeah, it's, it's like inevitable. It's bound to happen. And I think accepting that was one of the best things I ever did for myself, but also I think is one of the best things that I see with like clients is just like, you, you're literally not going to be able to make everyone happy. So you might as well be yeah. who you want to be and like, like express yourself in the way that you want to express yourself and feel like you're being genuinely yourself rather than feeling like you have to be someone else in order to be liked by. Right. Certain. And then not being truly happy either. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. totally Definitely. agree. Definitely. Well, that's an amazing place to wrap things up, I think. And Erica, I'm so happy that you got to be on here and to share your knowledge and experience with, oh, careful. (laughs) My toe. (laughs) Stubbed your toe. Um, So happy that you got to be on here and to share your experience with just navigating like the online space. Um, And I think that listeners are really going to appreciate this episode and appreciate like hearing this side of like navigating Kelsey and these characters and like your mental health and stuff online. I think that it's always nice to be able to have these conversations and kind of provide a different perspective for people in a way that maybe doesn't make make you feel like you have to do all of this like on your page and on your own. Thank you so much. Yeah, I've never I've never had this kind of conversation. So thank you. Yay. Good. Well, I'm I'm so happy. Um, and listeners, if you aren't following Erica, you should be. Erica, do you mind sharing with everyone where they can find you? Yes, you can find me on Instagram at, at Erica Priscilla and on TikTok at Erica X Priscilla. So find me and laugh with me. Yes. And I'll put everything in the show notes. Um, but thank you so much, Erica, for being here today and listeners feel free. Of course, of course. Um, listeners feel free, leave a rating or review, send this over to a friend that, you know, is a fan of Erica, um, and just spread the word because this is such an amazing conversation. And I think that hearing your feedback and getting your support on this is super special to me and Erica and the entire community. So thank you all for being here and we'll see you in the next episode. Bye. Bye.